Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're getting hungry. The best food is on the street. And a little suspicious. Who's ever doing this is toying with us. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, July 26th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. I'll take two hosts for $1,000. Jeopardy has settled its hosting question by simply not choosing. Instead, both Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik will continue splitting the hosting duties in the ongoing quest to find a successor to the late Alex Trebek. EW has learned that no deals have been signed just yet, but the intention is to have the two hosts continue to share hosting responsibilities. According to Variety, Bialik will continue hosting primetime editions of the show and a new version of Celebrity Jeopardy that's in the works, but multiple hosts are required to staff plant expansions for the long-running game show. Full Frontal with Samantha Bee won't be returning to TBS after its current season 7. TBS released a statement on Monday announcing the end of Samantha Bee's late-night talk show, one of the very few late-night talk shows to be hosted by a woman. A statement from a TBS spokesperson to EW confirms that this was a network decision, saying, quote, As we continue to shape our new programming strategy, we've made some difficult business-based decisions. Full Frontal with Samantha B will not return to TBS. We are proud to have been the home to Full Frontal with Samantha B and thank Sam and the rest of the Emmy-nominated team for their groundbreaking work. We celebrate this extraordinarily talented cast and crew and look forward to exploring new opportunities to work with them in the future. Paul Sorvino, the imposing and amiable actor best known for his role in Martin Scorsese's 1990 film Goodfellas and father of Oscar-winning actress Mira Sorvino, died Monday morning of natural causes with his wife Didi Sorvino at his side. He was 83. In a statement provided to EW, Didi said, quote, Our hearts are broken. There will never be another Paul Sorvino. He was the love of my life and one of the greatest performers to ever grace the screen and stage. Stage. According to Servino's publicist, Roger Neal, Servino suffered with health issues over the past few years. Servino starred in films including Goodfellas, Nixon, Dick Tracy, The Rocketeer, and For the Love of Money. He also appeared on television, notably as a star of Law & Order. Servino received critical praise on the stage as well, earning Tony and Drama Desk nominations in 1973 for his turn as Phil Romano in the Pulitzer Prize-winning play That Championship Season. He later reprised his role from that production in the 1999 Showtime TV movie of the same name, which he also directed. And actor David Warner, whose long and distinguished career included roles in Titanic, The Omen, and Tron, has died at the age of 80. The English performer died Sunday at London's Denville Hall, a care home for members of the entertainment industry, after an 18-month battle with cancer. 
In his 60 years as a film, TV, stage, and voice actor, Warner appeared in a truly staggering range of projects that encompassed classical theater, including Hamlet and Henry IV, franchise fairs such as Star Trek and Doctor Who, and numerous collaborations with iconic filmmaker Sam Peckinpah in movies including The Ballad of Cable Hogue, Straw Dogs, and Cross of Iron. A prolific genre actor, Warner also appeared in horror movies The Omen, Waxwork, and In the Mouth of Madness. Sci-fi features Time Bandits and Babylon 5, and cult fare including Twin Peaks. He's perhaps best known for playing Billy Zane's nasty sidekick Spicer Lovejoy in James Cameron's Titanic. Warner's most recent film appearance was as Admiral Boom in Mary Poppins Returns in 2018. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. We're headed back to the Arconia for today's number three pick, the latest episode of Only Murders in the Building. There are no clear answers just yet about who killed Bunny after the discovery of a system of tunnels within the building, allowing people to access the apartments via vents and hidden doors. Here is a recap of what's happened so far and some of the clues. I want to know who killed Bunny. Tell me about the case. Bloody Mabel Mora. We'll uncover the roots of her violent past, not only as victim and witness, but also as a perpetrator. Whatever you think you know about me, it's not the full story. Girl, your crime is showing. Get out of the building now. Whose number is this? It was you, right? You texted us to get out of the building last night? It most definitely was not me. I knew I was you. I think I know how people are getting into your apartment. So the killer stabs Bunny and then leaves through the hole in the bottom of my closet. And during the escape, drops the matchbook. Bunny met with someone here, someone who pissed her off. What did they just pick up? Nothing. That's where do we keep the matchbooks. My DNA came back. Half was clearly mom, but the other half was all Greek. Greek? No, I can't. can't. And yes, if the murders weren't enough, and now Oliver discovers his son may not be his son? Hmm, TBD on that one. Meanwhile, it's a battle of the podcasters as Tina Fey's Cinda and her team on only murderers in the building tries to pin Bunny's murder on Charles, Oliver, and Mabel. The trio end up on a stakeout after making a huge discovery. Elsewhere, Charles continues his prison visits with Jan, who makes a big confession to him, and Cara Delvine's Alice takes on a disturbing art project in Mabel's apartment. Here are the cast and executive producer on that dynamic between Alice and Mabel. One of my good friends, Cara Delvine, is playing my love interest. Alice is an artist, and she's quite inspired by Mabel. She's Mabel's a bit of a muse. It's beautiful. I'm glad you like it, because it's you. There's a really easy familiarity with Kara and Selena, even though the characters they're playing are strangers. It's so much fun being able to work with one of your best friends. No, I can tell you it's not. That's no. 32 It's good on paper, but then, yeah. Oh my God. As you can see, season two isn't going well. <laughs> <laughs> well he jokes, of course. In fact, this season has been quite good. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Only Murders in the Building, streaming today on Hulu. Trivia. 
It's trivia time. There is a new culinary travel series to tell you about in just a few. But first, what was the first show about food trucks? Was it The Great Food Truck Race, Food Truck Face-Off, or Food Truck Nation? Stick around for the answer. The fourth season of What We Do in the Shadows has been a blood-soaked delight so far. Tonight's new episode will find everyone's favorite undead roommates traveling to the top-secret night market where Nandor and Guillermo wind up locked in a battle of strength. But the highlight of this season so far has been baby Colin Robinson. And when EW caught up with the Shadows team at San Diego Comic-Con, they opened up about their pint-sized co-star. Here are executive producers and writer Stephanie Robinson and Paul Sims speaking to EW Samantha Heifel about Colin Robinson and their unintentional overlap with another iconic vampire franchise. You know what I was thinking about, though, that I don't even know is intentional is the Twilight overlap with the the baby Renesmee. And they had they had the weird vampire baby who grows really fast and she's got a CGI that's She's right. I forgot about that. Because we were like a baby, we did the same thing. I think it was just, it's so in our bones at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say CGI Colin Robinson less creepy than CGI. Somehow Renata. less creepy. Somehow well, less also creepy. it's also not a, it's not CGI because it is. It, we tried CGI <laughs> and CGI did not work very okay. well. But so it it is Mark's head at all times. Now putting Mark's head on a kid's body involves a little CGI, but. Sure. But uh, you're getting the real deal. You're getting the real deal. As long as you have Mark's head, everything's fine. Everything else falls into place. Well, you can watch that full interview with the What We Do in the Shadows team on EW.com and catch the new episode tonight at 10 on FX. All right. Do not go anywhere. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Sometimes the best dinner is just outside your door and perhaps down the street. Our number one pick today is the debut of Street Food USA. The new docuseries from Netflix gives an up-close and personal look at the food that lines the streets of some of America's biggest and brightest cities. Following the popular Street Food Asia and Street Food Latin America series, the new set of episodes explores the delectable dishes of Los Angeles, Portland, New Orleans, New York City, Oahu, and Miami, diving into not only the food itself, but also the stories behind the people who make it. Here's a preview. The best food is on the street. Incredibly rich, diverse, bursting with flavor. That's where the the good stuff is. You can eat, fall asleep, wake up and eat again. I want to taste everything. 
It's culture, it's it's passion, it's love, it's family, it's friends. Oh, very delicious. Best carnitas I ever tried. I don't just cook, I love to cook. Yeah, I put that love in mind. The slice is the ultimate street food. It's the only food I know I could fold up and put in my pocket if I want to go back to it later. <laughs> this is what America is, and out of that movement of people, you get deliciousness, you get amazing food, and it might teach you something. Harlem was like a ghost town. COVID. That was just the wrecking ball that knocked me down. I lost myself. I lost my children. I basically lost my life. Whenever I started feeling bad, I would just go in the kitchen and cook. It was just therapy. Being able to become self-sufficient and get off Section 8 housing is because I believe in myself. I don't care if don't nobody believe in me, I believe in me. You don't have to be rich to eat well. Good food should belong to everybody. Do I need to pack up and bleed? Or should I stay and continue? Stay and continue. Look at that. Go ahead, wipe that up, baby. Go ahead, get, 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 get that right there. Well, COVID left many street cooks and vendors a bit hopeless, but with the help of their communities and a resurgence of people going out to eat again, they are slowly getting back on their feet. From carnitas to chili con carne, feast your eyes on the most delicious eats across America. Trust me, it's going to make you hungry. The premiere of Street Food USA is streaming now on Netflix. And finally, today, the answer to our trivia question. What was the first show about food trucks? Would that be The Great Food Truck Race, Food Truck Face-Off, or Food Truck Nation? Well, we are dashing to the finish line with this answer. It's The Great Food Truck Race. The show, which first aired on Food Network in 2010, follows teams working on various food trucks and traveling across the country competing in challenges and selling their food. The current season finale aired just yesterday. You can catch up right now on Discovery+. Plus. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and Devin Kogan, edited by Lauren Klein, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.